Wow. Welcome back to another episode of the Shalina Fultz Talk Show. I said wow because I'm looking at the date and we are in the middle of November. So the holidays are right around the corner. I cannot believe it, but it's my favorite time of the year. And I told you guys last week that I recently authored, co-authored the um, third edition of the HBCU Experience book for North Carolina A&T. And I am giving away one copy of this book with each order this year that you make on HBCU LegacyFashion.com. So if you're ordering any Aggie gear, I'm pretty sure you will love this book because that means you have Aggie pride or you know someone who does. So um, to get that discount code, just shoot me an email, uh, a DM at Shalina Fultz or at HBCU Legacy Fashion because I do want to give away a copy of this book to you if you make a purchase to go along with the, you know your um, your Christmas and holiday shopping as a bundle. So. That's the first order of business. Second order of business, my HBCU legacy jackets that were on pre-order, they are now here and shipping out. So go to hbculegacyfashion.com to make sure you grab yourself a jacket. I have some for Central, North Carolina Central. I have some from Howard University and for North Carolina A&T State University. And I will be getting more for other schools. I am licensed for about 20, 21 schools, maybe 22 now. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to put those two things out there. Now, today I am talking to one of my Alpha Phi sorors. Now, Alpha Phi is a chapter that I became a lady of AKA in. It is the chapter at North Carolina A&T State University, the best. HBCU on the planet. So I have my dear sorrower, Tasha McCaskill. She is the founder of Black Girls in Media. And so today's episode is really going to um, touch you if you are trying to grow your career in media And you just want to know, like, you just need tips on how to do that. You know, Tasha, she was born in Charlotte. She attended A&T, earned her bachelor's degree in journalism and mass comm. Shout out to the Crosby kids. She has a concentration in PR. Then she went to um, to New York City and got her master's degree in PR and corporate communications from NYU. Black Girls in Media is a community for black women in the media space that provides opportunities to network, share ideas, and much more. Tasha is also a content creator for HBO, and she owns her own clothing brand, Shop Tasha J. Mac. Tasha considers herself to be the go-to person if you're looking to further your career in the media industry or just to gain inspiration. So help me welcome to the show, Tasha McCaskill. (laughs) Tasha, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for being here today. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, Natasha, I love to start off by having all of the the, um, listeners hear what your journey through life has been like. So starting from eight years old, what is it that eight-year-old Tasha wanted to be when she grew up? Oh my goodness. Okay, so eight-year-old Tasha was actually, I grew up dancing. So um, I started dancing when I was like four and it was my life. So I was always at the dance studio, always at practice. And so around eight years old, I was like 
going to like sleepovers and just always around my dance friends. And I really wanted to open up my own dance studio. Like that's what I, me and my mom used to say all the time. Like I was going to open up my own dance studio. Mm-hmm. She was going to manage it. Um, and yeah, that was definitely eight-year-old Tasha. <laughs> okay. So from there, Fast forward to college, you went to A&T, so Aggie Pride, and you decided that you were going to be a PR in the Journalism Mass Communication Department and study PR. So where did the whole like dance, where did you leave that at? So I actually, I wasn't going to light, so I was on the dance team at (laughs) A&T, and I would say I just I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed being on the dance team, but I realized that it was more so a hobby and not a career. Um, and so I just kind of left it at that. I was like, you know, I love dancing in college. I love everything about it, but this is going to be, you know, I'm always going to be able to dance, but it's not going to be my career because that's when, when I was at ANC, I started getting into what I really wanted to do, which was figuring out communications and learning all about it um, I was undecided at first I didn't know what I wanted to do and then I looked into um, I looked into communications because I was like well I like to communicate I like to talk mm-hmm. um, and then I dug deeper into PR and that's kind of like what my focus was and um, what I started to enjoy so it just kind of like fell off <laughs> the passion for dance yeah. So now yeah. did you from co- like after you left college, did you end up starting mm-hmm. your PR agency like right after or how did that work? Yeah, so I wanted to start my own PR agency, but I just felt like I needed to learn a little more um, and just get a little more confident in it. So that's when I decided to go to grad school and um, I applied to NYU, got in, went to New York all by myself. And um, that's when I really started to learn more. And then after I left NYU and I couldn't really find any opportunities, I started doing PR on my own when I came back home to North Carolina. That's how it works, right? It's like, even with me, I got my degree in journalism, mass comm. And when I graduated, it was like, it was 2008. So I graduated a semester Mm -hmm. early because I came into college with some college credits. And of course, everyone knows in 2008, the economy was down. Uh, President Mm -hmm. Obama was just about to get into office. And there were like no jobs whatsoever. Like I had my reporter, I thought I was going to be a news reporter. I had my tape, I was sending it out everywhere. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, well, nobody is hiring. I'm just going to like go to grad school. So I just picked something. And Mm -hmm. I realized what I picked was not really what I wanted to do. It was, it was um, elementary education. I like children, but I didn't want to be in a classroom every single day. And I felt like I was suppressing like my love for media and for, you know, Mm -hmm. just interviewing people and talking to people. And so I had to pick that back up. And that's kind of how like the podcast came to life for me, because I said, you know, I just have to create my own opportunities. And I think a lot of um, black girls in media, just people, period, we're learning now that we just have to create the opportunities that we want. So so Mm -hmm. tell me more about how you um, created black girls in media and what it's all about. Yeah. So speaking of creating your own opportunities, I'm definitely a believer in that. So that's kind of what I did. So when I graduated from NYU, I, you know, I have all these good internships at like these entertainment companies under my belt. So I'm thinking that it's going to kind of be easy. Um, I start applying, don't get anything. And I moved back from North Carolina doing PR on my own because yes, like create your own opportunities while you're waiting you know, you might as well just start practicing on your own. So that's what I did. 
So then I had the thought of like, okay, I need help and I need to ask people advice. I need to get opportunities from people. So that's when I had the idea to create a group chat um, and group me. And that's what I did. And I called it Black Girls in Media. And it was just my way of being able to connect with women in my industry because, you know, all my friends were in different fields. So like social work and um, just like other fields and nobody, I didn't know anybody that did what I did. So that's why I created it. And then, um, yeah, I just added like a few women that I know I knew from like New York that I interned with and stuff. And then they added people and then they added people and then it just grew. And I looked and we just had a big old group meet. Eventually the women wanted to meet each other. So then I started doing like brunches like um, in New York, Atlanta, LA. Um, And then I created a social media account for it and then just started sharing more opportunities. People started just really being impacted by the group of like getting opportunities like, hey, guys, my job is hiring. Hey, hey, guys, like I need someone to model a photo shoot in New York today. Like it was just that kind of stuff happening. And it's like I always feel like I created it kind of like for myself, but ended up just blessing so many other people from it. So um, that's kind of how I got started. Wow. Like I never (laughs) knew that it started from like a group me. That is so dope. Like I love how, you you know what? Someone told me that the other day. You're like, sometimes you think that you're making this business for yourself, but you're growing like an enterprise where you're going to be able to employ other people and let them live out their dreams because you were obedient to like your dream. So I really, really love that. And then I think, what did you say? You said that you thought because you had like these internships and all these things on your resume that boom, people mm-hmm. were going to see it and be like, yes, I need to hire her. Girl, me too. I had BET on mine. I had, yeah. <laughs> like I, I did, uh, I co-hosted with Busta Brown in Greensboro, like back in 2006. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah, I got all of this stuff on my resume, but it was, it was like still hard. So Mm-hmm. That leads me into the topic, five steps every Black girl in media should follow. So mm-hmm. let's get into that. Let's get into it. What would you say is number one? Number one, I would say be authentic. Um, so like just in everything you do, every connection that you make, just, you know, be yourself. And I really feel like throughout my journey, I was just always myself. And I never had any, you know, ulterior motives. And I just created something to help other people. Um, I took on free internships and free opportunities just to like get experience. And it was just all from like a good heart and like a humbling place. So um, yeah, I would say just be authentic and be humble. I do like um, the the tip about taking on like some opportunities where you're not expecting to necessarily get paid because mm-hmm. in, as you and I know, like when we were journalism students, they didn't pay like for internships, like, you know, right. I know maybe like engineering students or maybe business students, maybe they got paid their internships, but we didn't get paid for that. And mm-hmm. I think it, it actually um, builds character when you don't, because it's like, now we know who really wants this and who really doesn't, and who's going to work hard for it because money is Definitely. not really in the picture. And did you have, I think Ms. Tonkins probably was gone by the time you got there. Nagatha Tonkins, Professor Tonkins. Well, she used oh, to yeah. say, she's like a, um, a J-O-M-C legend. Like she was there for years, but she used to say, you know, um, do whatever you 
could do like whatever you could do every day for free is what you should be doing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Know. And that's why I think I know a lot of people, it's a debate these days on like whether free internships are exploitation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, not everybody has opportunity because some people have to spend all their time actually getting paid for things because they have right. to pay for rent and all that. But I would say like, even if you are working a paid job, still make time to do other opportunities that you love, whether it's paid or unpaid, because those opportunities for one, they, you learn so much, you learn to like work for what you want, you learn to serve at the bottom, whether it's like, you want to be, you know, own your own PR firm, but you start off like running production for a show and getting coffee for the staff. It's just like a really humbling place. And it makes you realize like, I work for this. So I definitely think it's a process that I don't want people to skip and automatically think they can go to the top because when you work for something, you appreciate it once you get there. Yes, absolutely. So what's number two? Number two, um, I would say to maintain connections. Um, So me, with starting Black Girls Media, it was like just natural that my network was growing because you know, people were coming to me for opportunities, looking for opportunities, providing me with opportunities. And I've just met and grown like such a good network. Um, And, you know, it's really about who you know, and then also what you know. So I would say like, just make those connections, go to events, um, follow people on Instagram, message them, interact, and just, you know, be organic and maintain, maintain those relationships because every opportunity that I have, I've gotten from people that I've just, you know, worked with and just maintain those connections. So I would say just to really foster connections and um, maintain them. Yes, people make the world go round. So that yes. is definitely important, you know. Um, and then just like understanding that, so, you know, even with your classmates or people who you might think, oh, they're whack or they're this or that, like, you don't know who they might turn out to be. So, like, just treat everyone yeah. with kindness because you never know, like, 10, 15 years down the road, you didn't really think, like, they were anybody to you, but now <laughs> there's somebody you want to connect with. So, For that's sure. all. Yeah. Definitely. All right. <laughs> What's next? Three? Yes. Number three, I would say be consistent. So, whether that be you know, you're a content creator and you're posted on Instagram, like be consistent, work ahead, you know, have content scheduled out to go because just the more you work on something and the more people see you doing something, it just, you know, gives you practice, but also makes people believe in what you're doing more. So, you know, don't just put out something once a month and, think it's gonna like gain traction like the more you show up the more people are going to notice you and um yeah it's just a win-win so I would say maintain consistency figure out like a system that you can remain consistent and really live by that yeah I one of my line sisters she's about to start a podcast as well and she was asking like mm-hmm. what platform am I using I use Buzzsprout to host it and right. I uh, I told her I was like but before you put it out do like a whole season of just what well, I did was like at least eight episodes. I interviewed at least eight people. And then I just mm-hmm. like schedule it because, you know, it can come at you fast when you're trying to like <laughs> send out the newsletter, do the show notes and all that stuff, and the social mm-hmm. media. So that would be my, my tip to go along with that. Like, you know, try to get as much, um, if you're doing a podcast or whatever, as many interviews 
scheduled as possible. And, you know, that that does help me. Yeah, for sure. And it makes people believe in you more because it's like, if people, you know, are really interested in your podcast and then they see you don't show up for like every three months, you're like, okay, like, does she even take it serious? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're expecting you to come on a certain day of the week because that's, you know, so yeah. Okay. Number four. Um, number four, I would say be present and enjoy the journey. Um, as we know, the media industry is so unpredictable. Um, it, it also is like, we already know it's not the highest paying (laughs) industry to be in. And a lot of us are in the media industry because we really love what we do, but that process is hard, whether it be like trying to get into an opportunity or get a better, you know, paying job. It's just really a patient process. So I would say like, enjoy every journey and cherish it because you'll be able to look back and say, that's why I was in that. Like, even for my oldest internships, like where I was working under the president of BT, it was humbling. Like I remember, yeah. Because you were at BT as well. Yeah. In DC? Were you in DC or was that DC? I was in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I remember like going to get juice, you know, for his assistant, like every morning in the colds. And I remember even Fashion Week, like handing out invitations to people's houses. Um, in the freezing snow, like, so it's just like, you're able to be present in those opportunities, because you know, it's not going to be forever. And now that I look back, and I still have a ways to go, but it's just like, I've come far from running to get juices in the cold. So yeah, um, yeah, believe in the journey and work hard. Yeah, so because now aren't you, are you doing content creation? You said for HBO? Is that what you do now? Yes. Okay, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. what type of content creation do you do? Yeah, so social media content. So for example, Insecure, we all know the new season is out. So just coming up with like ideas um, to share on social, like how to get the fans engaged, finding clips from the show that are like social we- social media posts worthy. So things like that. What? <laughs> yeah. so cool. I mean, have yeah. you like gotten to meet like Issa Rae or Yvonne or any of them? Not yet, because I'm okay. not in L.A. right now. I came back to Charlotte um, during the pandemic. So I will be in L.A. very soon. So hopefully I'll be able to, like, go to those kind of things again and oh, meet the people that I'm actually doing work for. So Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. be so dope. How about yeah. that episode? Okay, I haven't watched it, but I know, like, all this ridiculous controversy that mm-hmm. our lovely Star Wars or some of them had about the episode. <laughs> I was yes. like, she wasn't wearing no letters or nothing was she I haven't seen that I, no I was so shocked because I saw of course like I see the episodes before everybody else and when I saw it I kind of like was proud like I feel like it's a good thing when shows like to highlight us and you know you never know a little girl is watching that like oh she's well probably little girls aren't watching insecure but you know like <laughs> hey, I you just, <laughs> teenagers <laughs> teenagers Maybe yeah, yeah, like as as long as you know she's representing as well, which she was. Um, she's playing a college alumni and going to her homecoming event saying, like, oh, I'm an aka step show. Like I saw it in a positive light and I had no problem with it. So I was yeah. shocked. Um, I'm like, Thora's relaxed. 
Right. I, like, I haven't watched it yet, but I definitely, when I heard, I was like, that doesn't sound like any, I mean, it's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> like you said, yes. somebody's watching definitely. it now. She helped put us on the map, even though, you know, we're already on the map, but you know what I mean? So, yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So number five, the final thing, the final step that every Black girl in media should follow. Yes. The final step is don't be afraid to shoot for the stars. I know that sounds cliche, but um, really know what you want. And so what I like to do is I like to write down, like when I'm job searching or just Mm -hmm. figuring out the next phase of life, I write down exactly what I want and I go exactly for that. So like, I don't have doubt, like what if, because just don't be afraid of rejection. Like if it's a no, that just means God is saying either not right now or he's protecting you from something. So um, yeah, I know a lot of people say like they want to work for HBO or they want to work for this company or they want to do this. And they feel like it's such a big thing to accomplish, but you know, just go for it, make those connections, find someone who does what you want to do, reach out to them and let them know that, you know, what you want to do and maintain those connections. So, um, and apply to places, apply to the positions, even if you don't feel qualified, you know, still go for it and don't be afraid of rejection. Cause I promise you people out there are doing more than, you know, you are, or people out there are doing things and they're less qualified and you are just, you're not going for it because you either scared of rejection or you feel like it's too much. But no, really go for it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Tasha, I know you have a boutique. I'm not yes. sure what all you do with Black Girls and Media, but share like your offers and what you have to sell or your services. Yes. So I definitely, aside from media, I believe in, you know, you can definitely have multiple passions. Yes. So um, I love media. I love fashion and I love helping people. So I just make those work all together. So I have a clothing brand, um, Shop Tasha Mac, where um, I just, you know, choose pieces and sell them and um, yeah, be on the lookout for our new, our relaunch. And also I have the launch program where I help people build their business and launch within six weeks. And um, yeah, and of course, Black Girls Media, we have membership. So um, within the membership, we have a book club, we have monthly check-ins, webinars, certif- uh, certifications. And just really helping you level up in the media industry. Um, so yeah, that's all that I do. Nice. I love it. Okay. Yes. Finally, well, first, before you leave us with your favorite quote, where can people find you? Yes, um, you can find me on social media at Tosh, T-A-S-H-J, Mac, M-A-C-K-K. Um, so yeah, that's Twitter, Instagram, Tasha Mac, and then of course, Black Girls in Media on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, from those pages, you can, you know, go to the bio and see everything else that we do. Good. So finally, leave us yeah. with your favorite quote or your life motto. Yes, my favorite quote is, I have a lot. Because I definitely, I definitely love to read and I love quotes. Um, But I'm just going to pick one. (laughs) Of course, I like, uh, you know, write your vision, make it plain. Because, you know, sometimes you can get sidetracked. And you can always look at that vision and say, okay, this doesn't fit the vision. So I'm going to say no to it. Or like, 
this doesn't fit the vision. So I'm going to like quit this job and move on to another one. Mm. So like having a vision, you'll be able to see where you're going. Um, and then also, I want to leave another quote is, I mean, you know, I can do all things through Christ <laughs> yes. that strengthens me. Like you yes. can do, you can really create the life that you want um, and don't settle. And so I definitely live by that quote because, you know, why not? Why not you? You can do anything. Yes. Writing the vision, making a plan. That's one of my favorites because it makes it so real. Like when you yeah. actually put it, I always say, take it out of your head, put it on paper and yes. um, put dates beside it. So you have something to shoot towards. So. Definitely. Did yes. you have any other um, things you wanted to share? Um, no, this was okay. great. Thank you so much. Well, for I definitely, if you like anybody wants to reach out, has any questions, like I definitely have an open door policy. So feel free to reach out if this episode touched you. And thank you. Keep doing amazing things. Thank you, Tasha. If you enjoyed that episode, please make sure you leave a review and give it five stars. That really does help my podcast grow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you who take the time out of your busy schedules to leave that wonderful review. Now, I always love connecting with my listeners. So make sure you head over to Instagram.com slash Shoot me a DM. Let's chat about this episode, okay? And until next time, always remember you're doing your best and your best is good enough.